Hello, hello everyone, welcome back. We are back for a new topic in the longevity playlist, how to get healthy and, uh, and have a healthy life basically. And so this topic is a very big topic about diet and nutrition. A lot, a very complex topic that I think very few people understand and generally speaking, there is a lot of information out there and you can easily either think that it doesn't matter, you can eat everything or uh, basically you can't eat anything. So, so yeah, a very complex topic, especially because you have all the health industry and so on that uh, people are trying to promote their own uh, diet and, uh, and and so they are talking about all the benefits and saying that this is the thing that you should do and, and all the things that uh, everything else is talking about is just doesn't matter and so on. So that's really complicated to find uh, uh, just the information that summarizes everything and tell you, okay, you get the big picture. This is it. Now you understand what you need to do. So this is what I want to do today. I want to give you this big picture. I want to help you understand what diet and nutrition is and what, what you should do basically uh, during your life and uh, how it will help you improve your health over time. So let's start with the most basic principle. How much? How much should I eat per day? And this is basically, if you want to get healthy, you need to, to and, and not accumulate fat, that's obvious, you need to eat less than what you consume. Simple fact. And so this is important to understand uh, how much you are consuming on a daily basis, how much you are just the basic requirement of your body is for you to just live. And then if you are doing more or less activities, what it is going to take in terms of energy. So then you can have this scale of, in terms of calories, how much you should eat. Let's take for my example. I know that my average daily consumption of calories is about 1800 or 1900 and then if i'm doing some sport or activities i'm going above that which over 2000 and when i'm really doing nothing during the day just working uh, remotely uh, and not really uh, getting outside or working or doing anything i can go as low as uh, one uh, as, as a 1600 so uh, basically the the once you establish where you are, the, a, a, a very easy way to go about it is say, okay, 1800. 1800 should be my target each day, basically. And so if you are able to do it each day, you will consume more than what you take in on the day uh, you are having uh, physical activities and so on. And on the day you're having less, uh, you will take on more. But uh, so, so you have this aspect, you can either just fix how much per day you are going to take and this will balance out uh, when uh, you are doing some exercise and so on, or you adjust 
you know, okay, this is my baseline. And when I'm doing nothing, I'm reaching this, so I need to eat less. And when I'm doing more, I can eat a little bit more. So, but this is really important to understand where you are. What is your baseline? So me, I'm five foot seven. Uh, I am sixty-eight kilograms, so I think it's about um, one thirty pounds, maybe. I don't know. You you can do the the calculation. So. So you see, if you are uh, taller than, than me and maybe have uh, as much muscles, or maybe you are you need more, uh, somewhere around two thousand per day, two thousand twenty-two hundred maybe, or if you are as tall as me but you have less muscles, um, you may want to to go a little bit lower. But that that thing, this is the baseline. If you don't know how much calorie you need per day. Uh, you you will not uh, it's going to be very complicated to then have a good healthy diet and habits so uh, and there is also a lot of misconception because when people are talking about how much daily uh, uh, calories you need and so on well i have um, some uh, weight scale uh, that uh, tell me that i should eat i think 2500 calories per day that's just insane uh, the the amount of calorie people think we should eat on a daily basis is just way higher than what it should be. Uh, one of the rare things that has been proven to improve longevity over the long time is to have uh, less calories per day. Period. Uh, there is, if you eat less, you will be more healthy. Generally speaking, you still need to meet your minimum requirement to, to live. But I mean, uh, for me, if, uh, the, the rare time where I, I actually need uh, 2,500 or time where I'm, I'm basically on the golf course uh, all day or uh, I'm doing some heavy workout and so on, may, maybe at that point I will need 2,500, but that's just so rare. I, imagine if you just listen to those people that saying that you shouldn't eat that much. Basically, you spend 95% of your time eating way more than you should eat and only 5% of your time eating what you what you need and so that's just insane uh, so yes have an objective view and and basically you you can start from the bottom okay when i'm doing nothing during one day how much should i how much energy should i take in and uh, and that will that is probably something around fifteen hundred, and uh, and not not necessarily much than that. So if you do nothing during the day, then you add up. Uh, if you move a little bit, you can go as high as eighteen hundred and so on. But that that's for me. I I know myself. So first thing in diet, know yourself. Know how much calorie you consume per day, and. And also the variation depending on whether or not you are active during the day. That that's the first thing. Then let's talk about all about what what we eat basically what what to eat. So in diet you have what it's called the macros and the micros. The the macros are primarily three, which you have a protein fat and carbs and generally speaking you, you can find 
not necessarily all of them, but a lot of them in very various uh, foods. So each food, uh, for instance, in, uh, in meat, you will have protein and fat and also some carbs. And um, uh, in fruits, uh, you will have, uh, I, uh, I think, primarily carbs. I don't know if there is protein, maybe. But there is greens that also have proteins. And, uh, and so on. So, so you have, first of all, you have on one side the, the aliment, the, the, the food. And on the other side, you have the macro, which is the composition of the foods, basically. And the micro is a lot of, uh, all we, we talk about uh, vi vitamins and so on. Uh, all of these little things are the micro. But generally speaking, it's very difficult to, it's not difficult, but uh, uh, healthy uh, variet, um, uh, uh, healthy uh, balance uh, way of eating will give you the requirement in terms of macros, uh, micros, sorry. So the, the really important part is getting your macro right. Because the micro, uh, first of all, you will not very see the difference. And the, the micro, the, the true uh, necessity is about um, not missing anything, basically, with the micro. This is a, this is a, but if you have a balanced diet and we, which, where you eat a little bit of everything, you, you, wouldn't, you probably won't uh, have any issue with the, the micro. Then the, the macro, my, yes, the macro, protein, fat, and carbs. So the, the micro, all the vitamins and so on, sorry. Uh, you should, uh, if you are uh, a balance and, uh, well, uh, if you eat a little bit of everything, you should have any issue with that. Then for the macros, so, uh, I first want to talk a little bit about fat because fat has a very bad reputation. And this is completely, uh, misguided because fat is good it's good for your body your body needs fat and the fat you have on your belly or anywhere on your body has nothing to do with the fat you eat actually not nothing but the fat that you are putting in your body are basically calories and this ca those calories can be in form of proteins carb or fat whatever it is so Whatever the calorie you are taking in, if you take too much calorie, you will store it as fat. So, so if you are only eating fat during your day, which is a strange diet, but let's say you are doing it, but you are not eating more calories than what you should eat, you can be very uh, lean, very fit. So, the fat you eat is completely different from the fat you get on your belly. Very important point. Then, there is also this aspect of cholesterol. People say you shouldn't eat fat because of the cholesterol, but this is just half of the picture. Because cholesterol in itself is not bad. Cholesterol, if put it simply, is basically fat that is in your blood. But the, the issue is if this blood stick to your vein 
to to your uh, yes uh, to to your vein and then uh, create some um, mass that will prevent the blood from flowing and this happens only if your blood uh, vein and so on your arteries are inf inflamed uh, inflamed uh, basically you you, uh, you have some inflammation on on uh, those uh, those tissue uh, where your blood is is, uh, is flowing and this inflammation can grab those fat and this inflammation come from the carbs the carb is uh, rising inflammation in your body and so when you are eating carbs the, the if you are also eating fat this you can have the cholesterol become bad uh, become bad for your body so this is really this balance you you need to understand that carb and fat are primarily two things that you you want to balance uh, if you eat a lot of carbs you need to eat a low amount of fat and in in the opposite side if you eat very low carbs you can eat a lot of fat They, and that's absolutely not an unhealthy thing to do because your inflammation on your overall body with a low carb diet will be extremely low and therefore the fat will not stick to uh, your uh, to your vein uh, to, to your vein basically so this is this balance because i want to clarify because fat is good for your body and inflammation generally is bad That's why I'm going to talk a bit about later, but carbs, generally speaking, should be avoided. But you can you you need to use it if you want to perform, if you want to do some physical activity. And carbs is useful in this instance because you are using it as energy fuel. But we'll talk about it later. But there is a lot of people that don't need to perform that uh, physically, generally speaking. So fat uh, carbs might not be a good idea for most people and uh, and so let's move on so then there is really two things uh let, let's say three <laughs> i didn't want to speak about the third but let's speak about it anyway so the uh, three things that just you need to avoid because it just destroy your body I, i cannot put it more simply this is just things that cause your body a tremendous amount of stress and uh, and yeah and your body is not very equipped to to deal with it so uh, the first one is going to be sugar uh, especially ref refined sugar so In, so in carbs, in carbs you have uh, some, uh, you, you, you have the fructose and the glucose, and the, the one you want to avoid is the fructose. And basically, this is a sugar that you can find uh, in fruits in general. But in fruits, when you are eating the raw fruits, you are having a very small amount of fructose. So, so eating the raw food, it's okay. But taking an apple and Uh, squeezing it into juice and then it uh, drinking the juice um, you, you basically uh, yeah to have a good amount of juice you need a lot of apple and so so you you're taking a lot of sugar so that's that's a bad idea 
And then there is sugar that is basically in a, uh, in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And, and this, your body is almost taking in and instantly you eat it, you just put it as fat. This is almost as a, as a, how it works. If you take a refined sugar or fructose, your body will just not really know how to process it and just store it as fat. So yeah, I think if you want to get healthy, uh, that's not really a good idea. And then the second one is going to be gluten. So gluten is a bit special because you don't necessarily need to avoid it entirely. But definitely your body is not equipped to digest it, uh, especially the, the, the industrial gluten that has been, uh, uh, the, the, they have changed um, the, the, the gluten basically to make it more uh, sustainable and, and useful and, and cheaper to, to use. And uh, so if you are using some natural gluten and so on, maybe, maybe you can get away with it. But most likely any food that contains gluten is using uh, this uh, new gluten that is extremely that just your body can't can't handle so um, you need to to try to avoid it but i would say also that you can do it from time to time but very rarely like once a week or once a month because this comes down to another point I'm going to talk about later, which is the positive stress for your body. If you never hit it, uh, your body will just start forgetting about how we can handle it. And so it hit it from, uh, yeah, like once a month or, or twice a month will remind your body how to digest those kind of things. Um, yeah, so, and the third would be alcohol. So. Uh, yeah, fucking alcohol. It's it comes down to, to the next point I wanted to talk about, which is drink. So, as a general rule, 95% of what you drink should be water. You should drink a tremendous amount of water. As for myself, I'm drinking at least 2 to 3 liters per there the, and and yes and i i think we we kind of forgot how much we we need it and alcohol is the same as sugar it's, it just goes straight to uh, to your fat so not not really good and also it has uh, some severe consequences for your brain and so on so i mean that's a very complex topic because people like alcohol is a, so I guess you can do it generally speaking it's better to do it at lunch than to do it during the evening because in the evening you will have it will have a very bad effect on your sleep and so and so then you you can have a compound effect over uh, basically, if you just drink, uh, drink uh, alcohol on the evening and you sleep, you don't recover well, then you are not very, you don't very feel well on the next day and so on. So this have uh, a lot of effect during uh, the the next days. Where if you eat, if you drink a bit of alcohol during lunch, 
you get the, your body gets the time to process it before you go to sleep. So general rule, avoid it. But if you can, try to drink just during lunch, uh, during a lunch, like I say. If you can do it once a month, twice a month, as a positive stress for your body to remember how to handle alcohol, that will be fine. But try, don't do it every week. You don't need alcohol to be happy. You don't need alcohol for anything, basically. You don't need it. But I guess people like it, so be careful with it. Um, so yeah, water. This is the the big part. Our body is composed around uh, 60 to, uh, yes, between uh, around 60% of water. And so if you don't renew this water every day, uh, you, you are running basically on, a, on a, yes, on, a, on, on overused water. And, uh, and this have a complete, a lot of bad effect on your body and, uh, and consequences so drink a lot lot of water uh, i don't know how to put that uh, more but drink a lot of water so then the next point is going to be about okay we have seen the macros and so on but but that that doesn't make a meal so wh what you should eat and when you should eat it uh, basically come down to recovery versus performance so all the diet that you can know of, which going to be on the extreme side, fasting, you are not eating. Carnivore diet, um, keto, paleo, and everything else. So basically, you start from nothing and you add things along the way until you eat everything. So on this side, from fasting, carnivore diet, and keto, all of this side, is going to be about recovery you are giving your body the time and the necessary thing to recover and and get in a better health basically so fasting this is uh, the best the easiest way to do it you are not eating so and when you are not eating first of all you you're you, you you let your digesting uh, system recover uh, and also there is energy that you don't you don't use to digest and this energy can be used to help all of your body recover from long-term issues and, and so on and re also fasting reduce enormously the inflammation in your body etc etc fasting has a tremendous amount of health benefit but you cannot just not eat you sometimes you need to eat and so that, that's why i'm going to start uh, from the middle with the what i consider to be the best way uh, for human beings to no, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm going to start from the left to left to right. So, carnivore diet. You stop eating, fasting, 
then the first thing that you can add is going to be uh, basically uh, meat. Uh, and so this is still on the recover side because all of the other things that you will add will put some kind of stress on your body. Where carnivore diet, where it still put a bit of stress, I think meat is the last thing that you can remove that still helps you improve your health and recover. So basically, if you start from a natural state where you eat everything, uh, if you for some time go on carnivore diet, it will help you first of all uh, clean your uh, biome uh, system in your digestive system and uh, it will help you recover basically so then about greens greens have um, like any any uh, living species have defense to avoid being eaten and that's why greens are putting a bit of stress on your body when you eat them and that's why the carnivore diet allow you to remove this stress and let the time to uh, your digestive system to recover from this stress. So this is, this is the balance that we need to find. And uh, so the next logical step is ketogenic diet, where you eat meat, fat and, uh, and greens, basically. But you avoid as much as possible carbs very low carbs diet and I think I'm, I'm going to explain why carbs is on the performance side later but I think that's the best way to to generally speaking have a diet is a ketogenic diet because it helps you uh, running uh, having your body running on fat rather rather than on sugar it reduces your overall inflammation in your body and so on. The only issue I see with that is the fact that you're eating green and if you are doing it too often, uh, if you are doing it constantly, um, you never let your body recover from this uh, little stress uh, that you are putting on it. And that's why I think the, the best, either, either from time to time you are switching toward a carnivore diet and so on, but I think the mix between ketogenic diet and fasting will be the best option for most people. Where generally speaking, you are on some keto and so on. Uh, and you, from time to time, you are fasting either by intermittent fasting, alternative day fasting, or even doing some three or five day fasting once or twice a, day, a year. So yeah, doing that, you let periodically your body recover and then you eat uh, meat, uh, you eat uh, fat, you, uh, yeah, basically everything but carbs. Uh, and so, yeah, because, uh, just a second. Yeah, this is about hormetic stress, which is basically uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And so on the that, that comes to the point where if you carnivore diet is only something temporary as well as fasting everything on the recovery side is temporary you can you cannot just do it forever and then this comes down to this because 
to this hormetic stress. If you don't put this little stress from time to time on your body to, to remember how to handle the stressful situation, your body will lose this ability to handle it. And so, uh, and this is Jordan Peterson that is well known to do a carnivore diet and that say exactly that. Whenever I eat something that I shouldn't eat, this has uh, drastic consequences because he's, he's, he has suffered from, uh, from depression and so on. And he, he had found that uh, carnivore diet helped him into improving his mental health. So that's fine. That's okay. He, he, he has a tremendous benefit from it. But the issue with that, staying on carnivore diet, makes the fact that his body doesn't know to handle the rest of the food anymore. So that's why fasting and carnivore diet can be useful really interesting to help you improve your health uh, but on uh, on a short period of time on temporary you are doing it but you are not doing it all the time that's why i think the keto is on the middle between recovery and performance and which is i think for most people the best way to go about it with from time to time some fasting or even if you want to if you like the carnivore diet you can do from time to time changing uh, from keto to carnivore. I think that's a, that's a smart uh, place to, to, to do. Then let's talk about carbs. So, so, so the, the performance side of the equation where we will find uh, the paleo diet, uh, the high carbs diet and, and so on. So all of these things, where, why, why do we want to do that? If we can have a tremendous amount of else uh, with the previous thing I told you about, why would we want to do that? Because carbs are good when it comes to physical performance. If you are an athlete, you need carbs. If you are running, if basically anytime you have a physical activities that require you to be performant, you need to eat carbs. Basically, this is the, the, your, your body reacts uh, as the, takes the most energy out from carbs so because even if you are fat adapted and the you are able to use fat as a primary source of energy your physical performance will not be as good as with carbs basically so it, and this is a tricky part because even in the marathon i think for people that just want to run a marathon, they can get away with just uh, having a fat diet and, and running on fat. And this is the best way. I, I think actually I, I, for the everyday people, the best way to lose fat is being fat adapted and, uh, and running and doing some stuff like this. So basically and run when you are not having carbs, so your body is forced to take uh, into the fat to, uh, to, to remove fat. So that, that's a good way. But the pro athlete uh, in marathons, for instance, what you don't understand is they are training in order to run a sprint, basically, for two hours. So they are running at over 20 kilometers, kilometers per hour. I don't know if you have tried it, but I'm not, I don't think I am able to run, to sprint, uh, I, I probably I am probably I am able to sprint over 20 
but uh, I mean, I, I can only uh, handle it for 100 meters. Uh, I cannot do it for two hours. So th that's why you have the general people and you have the athlete and the people that want to perform and performance need carbs. You, there is nowhere around it. Performance need carbs. So, uh, so, so yes, there, there is this aspect. If you need to be performant, you, you, that's a good idea to eat carbs. So, let's put everything together, basically. And I'm going to tell you what I'm doing because uh, I. I'm following the, for what, what is for me the best way to live a healthy life. So first of all, I'm doing intermittent fasting, which may, where I don't, uh, I, I eat basically at 7, 7 p.m. Then I don't eat until uh, uh, 12 a.m. the next morning. So uh, I have a, a pretty big uh, window where I don't eat to let my body recover. Fine. So that's what we want. Having a big amount of uh, big amount amount of time during the day where we can let our body recover first. Then, generally speaking, I'm trying to avoid carbs. So I'm I'm more not necessarily on keto diet, but I mean I, I'm trying to reduce it. Uh, I actually no, that's not true. That's not true because I, I'm I'm an athlete. Uh, I need to be performant. So generally speaking, I, I eat a bit of carbs during lunch, and depending on how much I need to be uh, physically active during the afternoon, I'm going to eat more carbs on or less. And if I'm going to be, need to be active during all the day, sometimes I eat a breakfast. Uh, every carbs, just carbs, basically. <laughs> So, so yes, this is that. But generally speaking, when I don't need to be active physically, when I just know that, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do anything special during the day physically. I'm just reading. Uh, I'm just uh, doing uh, eating without carbs, keto diet, basic. Then you have the evening, and so the evening is really important, and because no carb should be allowed on the evening. Period. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because you're, when you are stopping, your, your, when you are not having carbs, your body will transition from eating, from using carbs as a source of energy to using fat. And this transition between those two is really un uncomfortable. Generally speaking, you will crave uh, eating because your body will run out of carbs and, and will tell you, I want to eat. And so this transition is very uncomfortable. And so if you eat carbs during uh, the evening, basically, uh, the night will not be short enough to, to make you have this transition. And so you will wake up in the morning feeling hungry. Uh, and so it will be. It's going to be very difficult to go and uh, until lunch, basically, without eating. If you are doing as me, an intermittent fasting diet. And so the best way to do that is basically not eating carbs. So the last time you eat carbs in the day could be either at uh, four o'clock uh, when you had a snack uh, at three or four o'clock or at lunch. 
if you did uh, eat carbs uh, i'm explaining what i'm doing but if you don't eat carbs no problem you never have this switch you are always running on fat and that's a, a very healthy way to go about it but if you do if you need carbs for some physical activities like i do really you cannot taking carbs after 3 or 4 p.m that really is the limit because then after that you will wake up in the morning craving food and wanting food and since i understand that and on the evening i generally eat a lot of protein and fat basically <laughs> i'm just eating that i never been hungry in the morning never so so because this is something that people may trouble about when they do intermittent fasting they, they they may feel hungry during the morning they want to eat and so on and so they are failing and just give him up on it and and go back to having their breakfast and so on but when you understand why why you want to eat in the morning and this is just because you eat carbs or during uh, the evening if you remove that you don't want and so the fasting goes as smoothly as it can be and actually you can you can easily do 24 hours fast uh, without noticing anything so so yeah that's it that that's the overview generally speaking you want to be on the keto side with some uh, some fasting from time to time and if you need to be physically active introduce some carbs but either at breakfast if you eat to be active during all the day or just at lunch if you if you need those carbs for the afternoon but really don't eat carbs on the evening basically the, the rule of thumb is after 3 p.m uh, don't eat carbs that's it and yes and then you can do some occasional uh, some from time to time some bigger fasting in order to recover and and get the full benefit of all uh, the of what uh, deep fasting can bring all the health benefit so yes that that was a big topic <laughs> uh, i think i covered uh, almost everything and if you don't like really the way i'm presenting things you think it is lacking uh, some data and so on it's because I wanted to make the big picture and not over overwhelm you with data. But if you really uh, are eager for that data and so on, you can check in the description. I listed a YouTube channel, which is um, uh, what I've learned. I think, yes, it's that. Where he, he did a lot of videos about all this topic I, I just said about diet and so on, and also other topics, but uh, yeah, on uh, the different diets and so on. And he, he has done the work to actually pull off the data and, and analyze them to really have a deeper understanding of everything. So I watched all of them and that's why I, I've been able to get this full picture of how diet and nutrition work. But if you want those data to understand it by yourself, go ahead, go ahead. The information is available and, uh, and you will... And, and then you will have better understanding of what I, I, I said. So, yes. Ooh. Thanks you for watching. If you like the video, don't hesitate to leave a thumbs up. And uh, subscribe also. And uh, I see you next time. <laughs>